All right. So our, uh, our theme for today is choose. That's uh, going to be the title of our sermon. When, when I was a kid, uh, I really loved Choose Your Own Adventure books. Uh, they, were, they were suspenseful for me. You know, you, you feel like you have control. Am I going to, am I going to turn left or am I going to turn right? Like, what's coming next? Uh, do I open the door with the weird noise behind it or do I walk on by? Uh, do, I, do I stay in the creepy old house overnight or do I continue traveling in the rain, whatever it is? There, there's so many decisions, right? Uh, and, and our students who, who've graduated and really are, are students of all ages and all of us, we, we have choices to make every single day. Uh, our, our graduates specifically are at kind of uh, an inflection point in their lives where they're taking this, this next big step um, and they're making decisions that, that are really going to shape their lives. Uh, our college graduates, they, they decide, what, what job am I going to take? Uh, am I going to continue going to school? Where am I going to live? Who am I going to marry? Things like that. Our high school graduates, I, I imagine by this point, have decided what they're going to do next year, uh, where they're going to attend school or whatever, but uh, for the first time in their lives, their whole schedule won't be planned out for them. It, it won't be mapped out by somebody else. Uh, they'll be making more decisions about what to do for their lives than they ever have uh, before. Uh, our eighth graders, they're going to be making more decisions as they enter high school. Uh, which friends am I going to surround myself with? What organizations will I join? What, what classes will I take? What kind of person am I going to be? All of us, every day, we make choices about, about kids and jobs and families and, and how to spend our time and our money and what are we going to eat? When are we going to go to sleep? Uh, am I going to get up and exercise or am I going to sleep another 30 minutes? Uh, am I going to stay up late and watch one more episode on TV or am I going to go to bed early? Uh, am I going to get up and go to Sunday school or am I just going to take it easy? Uh, take a little extra time uh, to get ready. You know, two weeks from today is, is Decision Sunday uh, for us, and, and we scheduled specific dates as decision days, uh, not because those are the only times that you can make decisions. Uh, of course, you can do that any day, but we feel like when there's a deadline, when, when there's kind of a specific plan in, in order, it's a little bit easier uh, to, to get the ball rolling. You know, it's easier uh, for us to, to make plans for, say, if I ask you, hey, can we have lunch next Tuesday? You can give me a more concrete answer than if I ask, can we go to lunch sometime, right? It's, it's easier to make a plan when, when there's more concrete information. Um, so we're, we're pointing towards June 5th, next Sunday, as an opportunity to make any decision that, that maybe... Uh, you've been putting off or, or just thinking about it and today we're, we're talking about the different choices uh, that we make and we're going to be uh, looking at some scripture uh, from Joshua chapter 23. I'm going to grab my water before I get too much farther. My mouth's already dry. <laughs> so the book of Joshua began uh, with Joshua being installed as the leader of the Israelites after the death of Moses. 
Okay, he was, he was handpicked by God for this job. He was absolutely uh, the right man for the job. And he was given the command to, to be strong and courageous and to be careful to obey the law that Moses had given them from God. Uh, there were ups and downs, right? The fall of Jericho, very good. They, they followed God. They did everything that he commanded and things went exactly as planned. Uh, Achan and his family, and he, he stole uh, some, of the, some of the idols, some of the goods that he wasn't supposed to have, and that, that wasn't so great, right? That caused uh, lots of deaths in, in battle because he had disobeyed God, uh, didn't follow uh, the leadership there. They, they saw all kinds of crazy things. They saw the, the sun stand still during the middle of battle. They conquered and divided the land. And then there was a period of peace. There was a period of calm. And, it, and the Bible tells us that they rested. And when Joshua was very old, Scripture says he assembled the leaders and he reminded them of what God had done, and we're going to read that from Joshua chapter 23. <clears throat> it says, You yourselves have seen everything the Lord your God has done to all these nations for your sake. It was the Lord your God who fought for you. Remember how I have allotted as an inheritance for your tribe all the land of the nations that remain, the nations I conquered, between the Jordan and the Mediterranean Sea in the west. The Lord your God himself will push them out for your sake. He will drive them out before you and you will take possession of their land as the Lord your God has promised you. Be very strong. Be careful to obey all that is written in the book of the law of Moses without turning aside to the right or to the left. Do not associate with these nations that remain among you. Do not invoke the names of their gods or swear by them. You must not serve them or bow down to them. But you are to hold fast to the Lord your God as you have done as you have until now. The Lord has driven out before you great and powerful nations. To this day, no one has been able to withstand you. One of you routes a thousand because the Lord your God fights for you, just as he promised. So be very careful to love the Lord your God. Uh, and I want to pick out just a few highlights uh, from that passage. And, and the first is uh, from verse 3. He talks about, you've seen what the Lord has done. They, they have witnessed the works of God, uh, these, these incredible things that we will never be able to see. We only get to read about. Uh, but they have seen what God has done. It's not a secondhand story. They were there. They experienced it. Verse 6 reminds them you need to obey the law. Be careful all, to obey all that is written in the book of the law of Moses. Verse 7 reminds them, do not, do not invoke the names of the gods of the foreign people. You can't start getting tangled up in those false foreign gods. They don't want to get their faith polluted uh, by those beliefs of the people around them. And then verse 11 is another simple but important command. Be very careful to love the Lord your God. And we won't really get into it, but verses 12 through 16 talk about the consequences of if they don't do those things. Joshua told them, here's what you need to do. And then he follows that, and here's what's what will happen if you don't. It's not good news. 
right? If you don't follow God, bad things will happen. It's a promise. Joshua makes the point, yes, God has made these promises to you. God has made these promises to us. But when we disobey, we don't get what was promised. We get the consequences of our behavior. It makes sense. As a parent, um, you know, there, there's been lots of times I, I've told my children, hey, if you're really good today, we'll go get ice cream. Uh, or, or we'll watch a movie tonight, or something like that. And sometimes they, they live up to their end of the bargain. They're, they're really great, and, and I get to reward them. And sometimes they're not. Sometimes it takes about two minutes, and, and they're fighting, and they're bickering. Usually Jeremiah and Aubrey, the older two, they're 18 months apart. They're just too close. Uh, <laughs> but... And, and they'll ask me at the end of the day, the dad, were, were we good enough? Do we, do, we get to, do we get ice cream? Can we watch a movie? I look at them like they're from a different planet. No! Do you know how many times I had to get on to you? Do you know how many times I had to tell you, keep your hands to yourself, whatever it was? When you don't obey, you don't get all the benefits of the promise. That's just how it works. Now, again, sometimes they do obey and, and we get to reward them, and, and that's fun as a parent. Uh, I know many of you have, have gotten to, to do the same thing. There's, there's maybe few things as rewarding as knowing, like, you know what, my kids are doing what's right. They are they're wonderful, and it brings me joy. And I think the same is true. When, when God's people obey, when they follow uh, his word, it brings God great joy. Some people might argue, well, well, if God really loves us, he would give us the reward anyway. That, that's what, you know, love really is. But I think those people have a, a fundamental misunderstanding of who God is. I, I think they misunderstand uh, his nature, because yes, he, he loves us and he wants to give us good things, but God also demands a certain standard. God won't reward just anything. He will not reward sin or disobedience. Yes, we might see people living a life here on earth that looks great and it looks a lot of fun and it looks like, man, they, they really have everything that, that I want and they might enjoy their life of sin. That there's going to come a time where they stand before God and they're not going to enjoy that moment because they were never living in obedience to him. They never submitted uh, their lives to him. There are, there are repeated examples in scripture that you don't just get the good when God makes a promise. There are expectations to be met. And if they're not, you'll face the consequences. So Joshua reminds the people of the promises of God. He reminds the people of what God has done. And he gives the people uh, some basic instructions. And so that's going to be kind of the, the format of the rest of the sermon here today. Whether you are a graduate or school is such a distant me memory that you've forgotten more than I know. Um, we're going we're gonna to do that. We're going to remind each other uh, of the promises of God. We're going to remind each other of what God has done, and we're going to talk about some basic instructions uh, that God has. So we're going to start with some promises. Uh, and, and yes, 
I just kind of picked out uh, a few of my favorites here. This is not in any way an all-encompassing list of the promises of God, but, but there's some great ones. We're going to start with John uh, 3, 16 and 17. Um, we'll get that slide up there in just a second. There it is. Uh, thanks, Drew, because I'm not going to be able to turn to all these. I didn't mark them all. Uh, John 3, 16 and 17. You know, I, I should know this off the top of my head, but I get a little nervous up here. Uh, it's, it's a bit different than usual. So, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world uh, through him. So, believe in, in Jesus Christ, believe in God's son, and you can have eternal life, uh, not perishing. That's a good promise. Uh, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. That's 1 John 1, 9. Uh, next is Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Great promise. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Matthew 11 uh, says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And then John 16, 33 says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. That's a promise too. But take heart. I have overcome the world. A better promise uh, that, that waits there. Um, those, are, those are great. And, and we, we should remind ourselves often of those promises of God because they give us hope. They, they can help renew our faith. They can get us through uh, those difficult times that we face. Because when we do face trouble, as Jesus promised, we will. We can remember, you know what? He's overcome the world. This is temporary. This is only for a little while. We know what God has promised. And let's remember, as we do each week, what God has done. He sent His Son... He died on the cross after he lived that, that perfect life. He made that once and for all uh, atoning sacrifice that Alan talked about. We don't have to bring our, our favorite animals to the temple or wherever. We don't have to make the sacrifices. Jesus' blood was enough. Jesus took care of it once and for all. Now, obviously, he's, he's done a lot more than that, but that's kind of enough, right? That, that, that's enough of a reminder for me that, well, this is why I should follow God. This is why I should choose Him each and every day of my life. So, we've been reminded of the promises of God. We've been reminded of what Jesus has done. So, let's do some basic instructions straight from uh, Jesus' words in Matthew 28 and Acts chapter 1. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Then Jesus came to them and said... All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. 
And then Acts chapter 1, uh, Jesus speaking to his disciples again, says, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now that obviously was a specific command uh, to his disciples at that time, but I believe that the, the command is still the same for us. We are to be his witnesses to the ends of the earth. Everywhere that we go and everything that we do, we are to be his witnesses. And those, those promises, that reminder uh, of what God has done, should give us plenty of motivation to carry out his basic instructions, right? That, that should be enough for us. But sometimes it's hard. It's, it's never quite that simple. Yes, we know who God is and we know what he's done and we know what he's promised. But sometimes we need a little extra kick in the pants. Sometimes we need a little more uh, motivation. Because there's so many other factors that we're, we're confronted with uh, every single day of our lives. There's so many other, other worries, other stresses in our life. We're, we're stressed at home. We're stressed at work. We're, we're stressed with this, the state of the world that we live in. Uh, and so on and so forth. We, we feel pressured to do what is right. We feel pressured about well, what is the right thing to do. In this situation, we have, we have uncertainty, we have uh, conflicting messages that we're hearing uh, all over the place. And, and if we haven't fully prepared ourselves by studying the Word of God to know what is right, to know what we ought to do, those messages can, can cause a lot of confusion. They can cause a lot of frustration for us because we just don't know what to do. But that's why... As we're called to obey Jesus and his commands, we have to devote ourselves to the study of God's word. That's why we need to be here every Sunday morning. We need to be here uh, to hear the preaching and the teaching and to be encouraged by the worship and, and the fellowship of uh, the believers. We need uh, to be together. We need to be supporting uh, one another. You know, I, I remember a couple years ago sitting at home and watching church on TV, and I'm thankful that we were able to do it, right? I, I, I'm thankful that we had the uh, audiovisual capabilities, uh, the people with the skills to, to make it all happen, but it stunk. <laughs> it, it just, it, it was the best that could be done, but compared to this, it stunk for me. I... I didn't enjoy it very much because my kids didn't want to sit and, you know, we're, we're trying to, to focus and listen and they're running around and can I have a snack? You know, I'm thirsty. I need to go to the bathroom and, you know, we get to put them in the kids wing here and the teachers deal with it back there. Um, it's great. We didn't get to do that when we were worshiping at home. <laughs> uh, it's not the same as being in a room with a hundred other people and worshiping and praising God together. It's not the same. You don't get the same kind of connection. You know, I, I tell my students who are heading off to college, uh, you know, one of the most pivotal days for their college experience is that first Sunday morning. They, maybe really the decision kind of happens a little bit Saturday night. Am I going to set that alarm to get up and go to church in the morning? And I, I had it drilled into my head 
uh, by my youth ministers, you get, you get to college and you have got to find a church and you have got to get involved. And, and that first Sunday morning, I, I got up and I went, you know, over to the Christian Campus House at Eastern Illinois University uh, and kept me on the right path. Uh, I continued to be involved in the church and, and my faith grew and, and God changed my life. He changed my heart. But that, Sunday, that first Sunday morning, that alarm goes off. They got that decision to make. Am I going to get up and get ready? Mom's not going to come in in 15 minutes and say, why aren't you up yet? Why aren't you ready? Why aren't you dressed for church? They've got to do it for themselves. And every time they choose not to, it gets easier. You know, I... I said, you know, Brody, Brody's here in his baseball uniform. They could have chosen to skip church this morning. They could, they could watch it later. They could listen to uh, the recording of the sermon that, that we put out. You know, it's, it's up usually every Monday on the website. There's, there's lots of things that they could have done. But John and Sarah said, hey, we're going to be at church. Not every family does that. There's a lot of people that that will look for any season. It's rainy outside. We're just not going to do it today. And the more, the more times we choose something else over God, the easier it becomes. We're making a choice every day. Am I going to choose Jesus or am I going to choose myself and, and a lot of times not actively choosing jesus is passively choosing something else and those decisions get easier to make the more we make them the the more we decide to get up and come to church to get up and come to sunday school to to read our bible first thing in the morning the easier it becomes to do that because it becomes an ingrained part of our life. Some of you have been coming to church on, on Sunday morning for so long, you wouldn't know what to do if you got up on Sunday morning and there's no church to go to. I, I haven't even been doing it that long. And when my family's on vacation or whatever, if we're not going to go to a church, I feel strange. Like, I, I feel uncomfortable, like, this is weird. I should be getting ready to go to church. The more we make that decision, the easier that becomes. We're making choices every day, every week. And hopefully most of them are, I'm going to do what God wants me to do. Whatever that is. So we're going to go to Joshua chapter 24. And we're going to reach kind of our final point that goes along with that. So the beginning of the chapter, again, Joshua has assembled the people and he reminds them, this is what God has done for you. And we're going to pick it up in verse 14. Now, fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. 
It's a challenge that Joshua gives the people, and it's that challenge that I want to pass on to not just our graduates, uh, but to the church. Choose this day whom you will serve. Will you serve the Lord? I hope so. Uh, I, I believe that most of us in here are actively trying to do that every single day. Some days are easier than others. But, but I believe that most of us in here are, are trying to do that. But it's, it's easy for us to say, oh, I, I won't serve other gods. In, in, in verse 16, which I meant to read and forgot, actually. I'm going to read that now. The people answered, far be it from us to forsake the Lord to serve other gods. It, it, was, it was easy for them to say that. Oh, we won't serve other gods. No way, no how, not us. If you've read the book of Judges, you know that that was a hard promise to keep. Part of it was Joshua and the other elders passed on. Some new leaders didn't really fill those vacancies well. And everyone just did what they felt like doing. They didn't choose well. And that started a cycle that lasted well, it's, it's never stopped, really. But they, they turned aside and they worshipped Baal and Ashtoreth and Molech and all these other false gods that caused them to do these horrible things that just infuriated God. And, and I'm sure he's just up there thinking, don't you remember what I did? They didn't. They didn't devote themselves to him. And, and we can kind of easily dismiss, oh, I'm not going to become Muslim. I'm not going to choose to be a Buddhist or Hindu. Or, and yeah, you probably won't. But how easy might it be for us to, to worship the God of, of money? Or, or for uh, some of our uh, younger students, the God of popularity. How many of us sometimes worship the God of comfort? Or the God of ourselves? Or the God of our feelings. Or the God of what's easy at this moment. No, we don't bow down and worship those things. But by the way we give our time and our money and our energy and those things. It shows that our worship has gotten out of order. We've put the wrong thing first. Anything that takes the place of God can be an idol even if it's a good thing in normal circumstances. I don't know everyone in this room on a deep personal level. I don't know what you're dealing with. Uh, I don't know your heart. God does. Uh, I can do my best to judge the fruit in your life. Uh, the Bible calls us as Christians to, to observe the fruit in each other's lives. And when necessary, to call each other to repentance, to call each other to change. And it's uncomfortable and it's not fun. But we can choose to love each other in a way that says, I'm not going to let you go down the wrong path. You might have uh, a decision that you need to make. And we decide every single day, am I going to choose Jesus? Am I going to choose to serve God today or am I going to choose to serve myself and what I want?
our graduates, they're at that particular point in their lives where there's big changes happening and so there's big choices to be made. But all of us every day need to make those decisions and we're going to stand and sing and come to a time of decision if we need to. At New Hope, our prayer is that our building will be full of people who choose Jesus Christ every day and who reflect them who reflect Him in everything that they do. At home, at work, in the community, in our families. And we want to help you as we pursue Jesus together. As we try to live the life that He calls us to live uh, together. So if, there, if there's a decision that needs to be made, you don't have to wait until June 5th. Uh, you can come today and do what needs to be done. If, if God is stirring something inside of you, if the Holy Spirit is poking and prodding and urging you to do something, uh, listen, please. Don't wait for a more convenient time. Uh, do what needs to be done when it needs to be done. Take the next step. And we as a church, our, our commitment is we'll be here beside you. Our, our, our leadership, our staff, we will, we will do what we can to help you on that journey. We will help you to choose God in every way that you can. So let's stand, uh, let's worship, and let's be reminded of who God is and what he's done and what that means for us.